Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Coming up, you'll be hearing material from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. First, it's Leanne Mancini, who has a desire to teach biblical truth to children through her Sea Kids series and to encourage parents through the ministry of raising Christian kids. In our conversation at CPE, she provided insight into principles that parents can apply. Material from that conversation is coming up. Then from the Manners of the Heart organization, Jill Rigby Garner addresses building character in children and comments on cultivating respect in the hearts of children in a conversation from the Christian Product Expo. And on this edition of The Intersection at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Christian Product Expo, experienced evangelist Marshall Windsor discusses how Christians can be better equipped to share their faith with others. Finally, Jenny Levitt is a cancer survivor. She has also lived through the death of her teenage son. At CPE, she shared with me about God's sustaining hand through the trials of life and how she has seen him work powerfully. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. The Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo occurred recently in Lexington, Kentucky, and Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central was on the scene, a hub of conversation with Christian communicators who address various aspects of life from a biblical perspective. Leanne Mancini spoke with me there. She has been involved in teaching biblical principles to kids through See Kids books and videos and has provided insight for parents through her podcast and the Raising Christian Kids organization. At CPE, she shared with me about a new parenting curriculum called Parenting with Purpose, Effective Biblical Principles for Raising Christian Kids and a forthcoming book entitled Raising Kids to Follow Christ, Instilling a Lifelong Trust in God. Here now from that conversation is Leanne Mancini. What I discovered were two sides of the coin, actually. Um, Parents were not really teaching their children early enough. You know, God's Word says, teach even to the children yet to be born. And in that womb, you taught me wisdom. So parents sometimes are waiting too long to start really teaching their their children strong biblical principles. A six-month-old understands more than he can uh, articulate. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do to start teaching them very early because that foundation is laid by, by seven years of age. And then what I found is with, with the kids, um, or with parents also, they think, well, it's too late now. I didn't do that. And there was guilt for parents. Mm. And in God's economy, it's never too early and it's never too late. I love Erwin Lutzer, who talks about um, the seeds they found in the Egyptian tombs. They were 4,000-year-old seeds. When they took those seeds and they planted them in the soil, rich soil, and they gave them water and sunshine, the seeds grew. So it's never too early and it's never too late. But if you want to make your teenage years easier with your kids, and if you want them to be equipped to go out there and fight this anti-Christian, humanistic, secular world that is just growing increasingly anti-Christian, you've got to start early 
to, to work on planting those seeds from the womb to age three. And then from four to seven, you can you prepare the soil, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. from the womb to age three. And then you can plant seeds into rich soil from four to seven that grow deep roots. And then you build upon that foundation. And it can be done. Well, and we think about stories and the ability to communicate stories, including Bible stories that mm -hmm. we find. And so many of us grew up in church learning these stories. It does seem to me that there has to be a connection between these wonderful stories and really helping children to understand the principles. In other words, being discipled mm -hmm. and and learning more about the significance of this content does that make sense yes yes but uh, you know i think it really starts it, it always starts in the home mm -hmm. everything the parent does the child is observing the child that you know more is caught than taught so organically day by day you teach biblical principles you take um, children outside into nature and you talk about what you see in nature and how God created nature. Set your timer three times a day to sit down and pray with your child. If you're teaching your child a Bible verse, make sure they understand the meaning of every yep. word in that verse. There's so much we can do. There's mm. so much we can do. And there's an apologetics aspect of yes. the, the type of, of ministry that you champion as yes. well. Yes, yes. Um, kids need to learn early what they believe and why they believe it. Mm -hmm. And it has to be a heart transformation. And that's where apologetics can come in well. When you sit down and you tell your children early, there are two worldviews. There's only two worldviews. There's man's worldview with all the other religions, and there's God's worldview. And in our home, this is where discipline comes in, you say, we are going to follow God's worldview. We are going to go to church. We're going to pray together. Um, we're going to be obedient when you're told to do something. Um, if, if you don't do it, there's going to be consequences. Because a lot of parents think that children have rights. They really don't have rights. They have privileges. And a when a child learns early that if you don't pick up your shoes like mom told you, you're gonna, there's going to be a consequence. You're going to lose your privilege to go outside and play. But you have to do this early. This is why it's so important. Then this becomes their life. And this is what they know. And then you build upon that. Mm. Leanne Mancini here on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. You can learn more at RaisingChristianKids.com. Next up on this edition of the Intersection Podcast from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, it's Jill Rigby-Garner, Founder and Chief Visionary Officer of Manners of the Heart. In the course of our conversation, she talked about various aspects of building character in children and commented on cultivating respect in the hearts of kids. She has a new version of her book now available called Raising Respectful Children in a Disrespectful World. Here now from that conversation is Jill Rigby-Garner. In the Garden of Eden, we understood the sin of pride was a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. We got it. Bad thing. Fast forward 16, 1700s, there was a lot of talk about vainglory, which also comes out of Galatians 5, 22, 23, Right after the fruit of the Spirit, we all know, but right after that, there's another little verse that talks about we should not be envious. We should not seek after vainglory, which mm. only causes us dissension between each other. Vainglory. But we still understood vanity, glory of self. Mm, that's a bad thing. Oh, 
but it was finally reframed in the 40s and brought to all of us outside of the psychiatric and psychological circles by none other than Carl Rogers, who was the grandfather of humanism. Now, we should have understood as a Christian, there's a red flag here. Mm -hmm. Why are we going to embrace something, uh, a new philosophy, which is all that self-esteem ever was? Why should we embrace something that's coming out of the mouth of the grandfather of humanism? But we didn't pay attention. Instead, we fell for it because it sounded so good. And so for the last 60 years now, we have been totally obsessed with the building of self-esteem which if you think about it, the clearest definition of self-esteem is esteeming self, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, look where it's gotten us. It promised us in the beginning, this will bring, this will lower crime. This will cause us to have a less violent society. This will make us more generous. This will make us uh, less selfish. And of course, we've become all of those negative <laughs> aspects and even so much more. And the entitlement issues, all of the things that we're dealing with today, I'm going to take you right back to the fact that we fell for a ball-faced lie, mm-hmm. and that was that we needed self-esteem. And yet all of the curricula that's out there in the character development area, they're still espousing to build a child's self-esteem. And um, I can give you a, a, a quick metaphor for, sure, for this because sure. uh, uh, people love this metaphor, uh, the mirror or the window. So think of a mirror. When a child holds a mirror in front of their face, who do you see? You yourself, see the child. Yep, right? Yep. You only see yourself. Your child can't see anyone in front of them because they can't see through the mirror, right? Neither can they see anyone looking at them through the mirror mm. of self-esteem. So in the mirror, <clears throat> excuse me, in the mirror of self-esteem, uh, children can't see anyone looking at them, and we wonder why they're doing these horrific things they're doing today. They're screaming at us, why can't you see the real me? Because they can't see us looking at them through the mirror. Now, another interesting uh, piece that happens in the mirror of self-esteem, children can see themselves, they can't see in front of them, but they can see a reflection of their past. You can see behind you in the mirror, what's behind you. So a child's present circumstance is nothing more than a reflection of the past. So for a child who's come from very difficult circumstances, a child who's come from a family that hasn't found their way out of trouble yet, Mm -hmm. they can't even see that there's a possibility for them that they could be. And the longer you look in the mirror, the worse things look, right? Sure. You see every flaw and every problem. So in the mirror of self-esteem, the longer we hold a child in the mirror of self-esteem, and children don't pick it up, an adult puts the mirror of self-esteem in their hands, the longer they look in the mirror, either they become self-conceited, it's all about me, or they become self-conscious, and they fall into every bad, bad aspect of life and living that we so desperately want to keep mm-hmm. them away from. They fall into all of it because we're just driving them deeper and deeper into themselves where there are no answers to be found. So the contrast to that is put the mirror of self-esteem down and instead take children to the window. At the window of self-respect, when you look out a window, you catch a glimpse of yourself, right? There's a reflection of Mm -hmm. yourself. But at the window, now you see immediately through yourself, beyond yourself. So that child catches their glimpse, but now they're seeing the world. They see that there's a place in the world God has planned for them. They can see others. They can see the needs of others. They can see how they fit in. And everything that's behind them, 
quickly dissipates at the window. So now their present circumstance becomes a reflection of their future. Hmm. And most hmm. importantly, at the window, they can see God and they can see God looking at them. In the mirror, they can't see God because they only see themselves and they can't see God looking at them. Jill Rigby Garner on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. You can find out more through mannersoftheheart.org or through jillgarnercontent.org. This is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast, as well as the Meeting House radio program. There are links to the Intersection, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel through which you can watch video content from Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Next up, from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, there are comments from Marshall Windsor of Windsor Evangelistic Ministries. In our conversation, he discussed some of the principles he includes in the book, Learn Evangelism Handbook, Giving Away the Greatest Gift. Here now from that CPE conversation is Marshall Windsor. Well, Marshall, you've written this book, it's called the Learn Evangelism Handbook, Giving Away the Greatest Gift. And I understand that word learn, L-E-A-R-N, is actually an acrostic. Yes, it is. And uh, I tried to, uh, the Lord just kind of began to develop that in my heart, something that would be easy to remember. And, you know, L is listen to the Holy Spirit. And I think uh, through prayer and our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit as believers, we can be guided to moments uh, of faith sharing opportunities and however small or large that may be. And so we don't need to worry about how much we share the gospel, just sowing that seed as opportunity presents itself, being a good steward of, of what the Lord has given us. And E stands for uh, engage other people. You have to talk to other people, whether it's through emails and online or or over the phone or in person, one-on-one. -on -one. And then ask questions. I, I feel like that asking questions it seemed like the Lord was sharing with me that that really disarms people. It, it removes the defenses and it, it allows someone to to also come to the conclusion themselves that maybe things aren't quite right. You know, we all like to 
come feel like we've found the answer ourselves. You know, I don't like someone telling me how to think. You don't like <laughs> someone telling you how to think. And asking questions oftentimes allows the listener to begin to ask that question themselves, even after the in- encounter is long gone. And then R is just kind of relay the message if the Lord allows that opportunity or parts of it. And N stands for never quit. Never mm-hmm. quit looking for opportunities. Never quit praying for opportunities. And never quit working on yourself and encouraging yourself. Well, I want to dig a little bit deeper. There's one that really okay. caught my it, it, it <laughs> caught my it caught my attention. All of these are great. Okay. That A, I think, is something when you talk about taking the pressure off, because ideally, in a perfect world, we should not have the the yeah. pressure to share. And I think some people are for whatever reason, are maybe a bit anxious yeah. about sharing their faith. Right. You talk about asking questions. Yeah. Well, that's something that resonates with me because I do that all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but through asking, you learn and you're able to build a bridge. And I'd like for you to drill down yeah. on that because I think that's so very important. Rather than just talking at someone, someone could actually talk to someone and asking questions kind of gives them the, the ability sure. to do that. And I that. think dialogue is so important to get feedback from a person that maybe you, the Lord has led you to and asking a question will also help as you're praying during that conversation or that encounter that you're sensing the Holy Spirit may be guiding that conversation to the next question you may ask or the next question. And of course, if someone's in, had a difficult situation, those are maybe easier questions to ask. You know, you can tell someone's not doing very well, but you know, even when we go out to eat sometimes, it, you know, the Lord will prompt me with the waiter or the waitress and, and say, hey, you know, we're getting ready to pray. We, we, we love to pray over our food. Is there anything that we can pray with you about? And I'm trying to be attentive and catch their name so I can ask their name and just say, you know, we, we like to pray about things. Is there anything I pray with you about? Mm-hmm. And in essence, that's sowing a seed of the gospel because that person then knows we're Christians, we believe in God. If they have a question or a prob- you know, something that we could pray with them about, they can do that. And you can begin to follow up on those little seeds that you're sowing. There's no lack of seed, Bob, and there's no bad seed. It's all good seed. And we mm-hmm. need to allow God to take the pressure off of where we scatter the seed. He says, just scatter the seed. It doesn't matter where it goes. He's going to direct it where it needs to go and let it take root and we'd continue to water it, but he's the one that gives the increase. Marshall Windsor here on this edition of The Intersection. You can find out more online at learnevangelism.org. Next on this edition of The Intersection podcast, the author of the book, God Prints, Finding Evidence of God in the Shattered Pieces of Life, Jenny Levitt at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington. She discussed how she has experienced God's faithfulness even through a cancer journey and the death of a child. Here now from that conversation is Jenny Levitt. The cancer happened in 1998. I've been clear since then. It was stage four. Um, we learned a lot through that, that we didn't know that God was preparing us for the greatest trial, which was on the night of August 30th, 2015. Uh, my husband and I and our two sons, Caleb was 20, Jacob was 17 at the time. We'd all just finished um, helping out at a church event and, um, our boys were on the way home and they were hit by a drunk driver. Hmm. And our 17-year-old son, Jacob, died on the scene. And our oldest son, Caleb, 
had catastrophic injuries and almost died. Um, I, I clearly remember, and there was a lot of fog from that night, um, from the trauma and everything, but I clearly remember telling God, God, you can't take them both. I can't, I can't handle it. And I'm so grateful that he agreed with me and he left. He restored Caleb to help. It was a long road to recovery, but Caleb did survive. Well, I ask you to give this sequence, and I appreciate your doing that. And something you said, and I wanted to follow up with you, you Mm -hmm. said that your cancer journey, God used elements of that journey in order to prepare you for what happened to your sons. As you mentioned, one of your sons died. The other one was suffered catastrophic injury. Mm -hmm. So tell me how it is that you saw God prepare you for what was to come many years later. So that's actually where the title of the book came from, God Prince. My husband is a pastor, and he preached a sermon a long time ago on recognizing the footprints of Satan in your life when he's messing around, you know, in your life. And I like to turn that on its head and start looking for those times when God has touched your life. And I had already recognized some of those preparation moments before the accident because God had already taught us a lot of things through the cancer and some other things that we've experienced. But after the accident, I really sat down and I was like, God, I really want to see you in this. I want to find you. And he just began to really show me all the times that he was faithful um, to walk with us through that cancer journey. There was times when I shouldn't have survived, but I did. There were times that um, we saw the church rally around us and pray and miracles happen. Things happened that were unexplainable. Um, there were so many things um, that I go into a little bit more detail, you know, in the book that we experienced either in the season of fighting cancer um, or immediately after it or even in the ensuing years that can only they were God faithfully preparing us for that greatest trial. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the health issues that Caleb was going to, that Caleb would be facing. My husband has said it before. God was faithful then with me. He's going to mm-hmm. be faithful now. Um, so it was like those reference points that we could put an anchor in and say, he did it then. He brought us through then. He's going to do it now. Jenny Levitt here on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. You can find her online at Jenny with a J, J E N N Y Levitt, L E A V I T T dot com. We are nearing the end of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, a weekly presentation of the Meeting House. You can find out more by going to meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on the Intersection podcast, as well as the Meeting House radio program on Faith Radio. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. And there's a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info 
or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org and look for the Meeting House link. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.